I'm Al Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. And today's topic is the most recommended critters. Yeah, we mentioned this before. It indeed is the most uh, requested episode we've had from people who've reached out to us. So here it is at long last, 1986's Critters. Uh, Al watched it this morning for the first time. Yep, I did. And we are done. Don't complain on Twitter saying, do number two, do number three, do number four. We are going to do those. We are going to do two, three, four. You don't even run our Twitter, and you're already anticipating the Twitter backlash? (laughs) You familiar with that? You hear about that on the YouTubes? People getting mad at people on Twitter? (laughs) No. Yeah, we probably will do the other Critters movies. I don't know when, but uh, let's see if this episode goes okay first. Yep. So, yeah, I got through the whole movie. I would say there is some spooky parts. Yeah, definitely. What about this is particularly spooky to you, do you think? I would say the spookiest part would be when the critter, when you see the critter, the when you see the bull. Was it a bull or an ox? It was a bull, yeah. Yeah, when you see the bull that's, like, the side of it was aiden off. And they do have, like, a million teeth. So yeah, when you when they see the bull then eaten out on the I don't know, the <laughs> It was like a ranch yeah, or something. Yeah, they're they're on a farm and yeah. there's a bull that's been eaten by the critters. So yeah. just seeing that goriness of the bull, you think is what's particularly spooky? Yeah, I would say the shadow of the critter. Sure, yeah, they keep the critters hidden quite a bit, especially early on in the movie. And when I was a kid, that freaked me out for sure. So, yeah, it it is a spooky movie. It is rated PG-13. Alistair, are you 13? No. No. Parents strongly cautioned parental guidance uh, for children under the age of 13. That is uh, the, what the rating means. And Alistair, did you get parental guidance for this one? Yeah. Yeah? Who, who watched it with you? <laughs> you. Yeah. Make sure that if you want to show it to your kids, you watch it with them, just in case. Or you watch it before. Four. Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, you got you to gauge your child. Al maybe could have watched it earlier. We knew earlier last year that Scream Factory was going to be putting out the collection of all four Critters movies on Blu-ray, so we were kind of waiting for that. So uh, that's how we watched it. We watched it on Blu-ray. Al, yeah. did it look nice? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I watched it, man, when I was a kid. I watched it on VHS on old, like an old wooden-cased floor model tube television so it did not look anywhere as good i guarantee it um but a certain charm to that you know definitely the scenes where you see the critters like in shadow or they're hidden in the background somewhere with their glowing red eyes that was way creepier to me when i was a kid because it was on video and it was really dark you know yeah like when the like when the critter grew to the big critter that critter is the biggest critter in the movie. 
Yeah, and that stuff's creepy. And when like there's the one critter outside the window that slowly rises up and freaks out the mom. Yeah. And it's got like the glowing red eyes and it's like peeking into the kitchen. That freaked me out when I was a kid. But man. Uh, to me, that was funny. We it, laughed. Yeah, after we did that. laugh at it, right? I mean, we watch movies very differently mm-hmm. than I did as a kid because you and I know what goes into making monster movies. As a kid, I didn't. You know, we've worked on a monster movie together. So yeah. you know about puppetry and you know about those film techniques, you know. I've seen the puppet. I've put my hand in the puppet. Yeah. And its mouth and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a way different. Um, I don't know, style of upbringing than I had just watching a bunch of movies. You know more about the movies. You would actually call out when, you know, it was clearly a puppet. You know, you were calling out some of the techniques that they were using. Yeah, like... What did you see them doing? Um, I saw when one of the critters came up of the couch, it was moving so slowly, so it had to be a puppet or something mm-hmm. like that. Who made the puppets? Do you remember that? Uh, Chiodo Brothers, I think that's how you say it. Yeah, Chiodo Kyoto. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Tell we us in the comments if Well, we could have right. watched the special feature. I don't know why we didn't, just to get the pronunciation right. We should have. I'm sorry, Chiodo Brothers. Again, I've met them. Like, that's the crazy thing. And I still don't remember. I'm awful at that for some reason. So, yeah, <laughs> they also did. a lot did. of directors. I, I have, yeah. Oh, and... What other movie did they do? The big notable one for you? Um. You haven't seen it, but you want to watch it. It's one of the movies you want to watch more than any other movie. Uh, I don't remember. Killer Clowns, dude. Killer Clowns, right. They made that movie. I forgot. Yeah, and they directed it. So they did all they the special did? effects. Yeah, and they directed it. So cool. it's really cool. In yeah, that way. they are pretty good at making special effects. Yeah, and they did the, again, the goblins, the trolls. From Ernest Scared Stupid, which you've seen. And they rolled the critters and critters and stuff. They did some special effects work on Albert Pune's 1990 Captain America as well. Oh, they did? Yeah, they worked on a lot of movies. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot. Well, what are your impressions of critters then, Alistair? What are the things that stick out to you? You know, was it worth the wait? Uh, yeah. I think... If we watched it on a different type, uh, I think it wouldn't be as good as the texture it is. Oh, you mean the Blu-ray? Like yeah. if we watched it on VHS, it wouldn't have the same quality? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, we had, we had the DVD collection, and I may have it on VHS somewhere, but definitely you want to watch it on Blu-ray if you can, just because it looks nice. It's also streaming on HD. At least it was. I don't know if it is anymore, but it was streaming. In HD. So, yeah, it looks it looks really nice. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. And, yes, you do see the giant critters. There is two of them, not just one. There's two ginormous critters. There's two? Yeah. There are? Yeah. When we see the spaceship, there is, like, two or three of them. No, I think those are bigger ones, but not giant ones. They aren't as big as the, the big old giant one. They're just... I, maybe they're shown in close-up. I think that's what you thought, is when we were shown them in close-up and they were, like, talking to each other, I think maybe you thought they were giant just because we were suddenly in close-up. No! But they weren't as big as the the big, like, six-foot-tall one. No, they only I had one of those about, costumes. Like, yeah, that would have been the tall person in the costume, but there was in the ship, like, some two big ones. They weren't, like, the giant one. They okay, were just big like ones. the middle-sized ones. Yeah, middle-sized yeah. ones. Because they, when they get to Earth... 
and they're space aliens, right? You called yes, that on Who the Owl is Critters. Yes. Um, I highly recommend going back and listening to that episode. You don't have to listen to it first. <laughs> you know, you don't have to stop this and go listen to that. But um, after you listen to this episode, go back and check out Who the Owl is Critters if you haven't yet, in which Al speculated on what he thought the movie Critters was going to be about. And the one thing that you did get right there was that they are from space. Space. So what did you make of the story? I mean, you had this idea of a story in your mind, which we won't recap here in any length whatsoever, but you had this idea of a story for Critters in your mind based on your limited understanding of the movie and the creatures. What did you think of the actual story of the movie? Was it disappointing to you or did you still really, really enjoy it nonetheless? I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, at first I thought um the uh, the usual critters are tiny. I always thought all the critters are tiny. Mhm. But it is a surprise when that one grows yeah. big cuz it's sort of really quickly and you see it in the shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear your best critter voice cuz you know we need something for the stinger at the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's not a voice. That's just grumbling. No, that's how critters talk. <laughs> okay. They go. <laughs> that's how they talk. How do you know they're talking? Because um, it also says in the movie, it says what they're saying at the bottom. <laughs> like, do you know what that's called when the words are at the bottom of the screen? Uh, no. It's called subtitling. Hmm, yeah. So when we watch a foreign film, for example, and you see the subtitles at the bottom, like when we watched one of the... Uh, I don't know. What did you watch? You watched maybe Lake of Dracula with me? The Japanese movie? It was like Nosferatu had? Well, Nosferatu did because we watched it with the German intertitles. Yes. And you watched one of the Japanese vampire movies with me, subtitled. And so, which, you know, is a testament to how good your reading is getting. Good job there. Uh, but the subtitles, that's, that's what it's called, subtitles. And those are when you translate something on the screen for the viewer. And it's done a lot of times, most of the time you just see it in foreign films, um, unless people in an American movie or an English-speaking movie are speaking a different language, then they might be subtitled there. In this case, yeah, the critters are subtitled. Yeah, because later in the, like, at the ending, um, one of the critters says, they have weapons. Critter 2 says, so what? And then the mom has the gun peeking out of the door, and it shoots Critter 1, and he falls down the stairs. Yeah, he's dead. And then um, Critter 2 says, F-word. Oh, yeah, he says the F-word, huh? Yeah, <laughs> with exclamation mark at the end. Well, I mean, there's only one way to say that, I guess. So, yeah, there is also some language. There's some gore, there's some adult language, some innuendo, some gratuitous Billy Zane. You don't know who Billy Zane is, Al, but no. uh, I always thought he was awesome. But you would know him from, I don't know, did you watch The Phantom with me? No. The, no? The guy with the purple suit, like a superhero in a purple suit? No, I don't remember that at all. Okay, okay. So, it sounds like one of my books Um, from... Oh, The Goosebumps? Yeah, The Goosebumps. Um, What was it called? I think it was called like... um. The Attack of the Mutant or yeah, something like that? Yeah, yeah, that sounds like him. Okay, yeah. There's a there's a bit of a similarity, I suppose, in that there's kind of a superhero element and a purple suit. But other than that, not much. So anyway, 
Uh, some stuff to be concerned about as parents, because again, it is rated PG-13, gauge your child. Al handled this much better than I did as a kid, though, like I said before, just because, you know, you've been raised in a household where we talk about how movies are made. Quiz, then. You remember the part where the bounty hunter... Well, okay, explain the bounty hunters in the movie. What are they so, doing, and what's the what's the distinct thing about them? So, they're like aliens, basically, bounty hunters. If you don't know what bounty hunters are, they're people that hunt other people. And these, the bounty hunters, are aliens that hunt other aliens. So the critters get to Earth, but the bounty hunters get on a spaceship... They get these glasses, they find a face, and they turn it, their face turns into that face. What do they so look they, like before they get these faces? They have like a glowing green face, basically. Kind of like a Play-Doh head. Yeah, like a Play-Doh head. You know, so they can, they're, they're Maybe it actually was Play-Doh. Yeah, the Play-Doh aliens? Yeah. Play-Doh Knights? <laughs> Play-Doh Knights, yeah. <laughs> Play-Doh Knights. So, yeah, so the one shapeshifts in the beginning, yeah. right? Yeah. Do you know how they did that effect? Remember, because his green face goes away and then he grows like a human face. Do you know how they did that? Do you have no. any guesses? No, I don't. Come on, you got to have a guess. Okay. What would, what effect would do that? How would you make a face grow onto a head? Because they did it practically. There's no CG here. They had to, when the face melted, maybe they had to like pour green slime or something. And then they had to have like... Like a skull figure down there and then take the skull thing and then like slowly um, put some blood stuff on it. Okay, so you think they did it all in one take, the melting of the green head and then the growing of the face? I'll tell you those are two different effects, the green head Mm -hmm. melting and then the face growing. Those are two totally separate effects. Okay, can you tell me how it actually did it now? So here's what they did. They took a head. With a face on it that was made of wax. And then they melted it and played it on screen in reverse so that it grows a face. Whoa. So they did it backwards from the regular face to the... From the wax face? Was it wax at first? Well, there was the skull and then it grows a face. And that was done in reverse. Probably in stages, if I had to guess, because it had the muscles at one point grow on it. So there was maybe the face with the muscles underneath. And so they melted it down to that, played that in reverse at the very end. Then there's, of course, the skull up to the muscles. Maybe that was a whole different segment. Maybe it was three or four different segments, but definitely it's done in reverse. Okay. Okay. And then the slime melting is a whole different thing. When the green head melts? Yeah. Yeah, that would be the same, like, the same exact process. You would melt the head, but you would just play it forward. That's cool. Yeah. You just basically take, like, an industrial blow dryer, like a hair dryer kind of a thing, like a heat blasting element, and just blast a wax head with heat until it melts, play it in reverse. I mean, you cool. and I could do that, frankly. Yeah, we could, if we had a wax head. Well, you just make a wax head and then you melt it, then it's a cool effect. Yeah, that's cool. What else do you want to talk about in here? What else did you think was cool or worth noting? Uh, I would like to note something on our main character's shirt. Oh, um, Bradley Brown. Bradley Brown. Um, On his shirt says, don't bite. Oh, on his pajama shirt in the beginning? Yeah. yeah don't bite. That's a nice touch. I don't know. 
if they actually did on purpose or yeah, not. Yeah, I don't I I imagine it was put there on purpose, but I've never noticed it before we watched it today. Oh, okay. There's also the critters do break out of prison, basically, since they eat everything. Yeah, that they do. It's a prison asteroid. Section 10. Sector 17. Sector 17, maximum security. Yeah, the movie opens with a weird alien sequence. I mean, uh, there are some that do this, but a lot of horror movies will keep a lot about the monster's secret until way later in the movie. This movie gives us a lot of goofy stuff right up front, and I think that's good for kids to watch because it's got wacky aliens and spaceships and a prison planet, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think that makes it easier to handle the critter creepiness later on when you know that they're, you know, just some convicts from outer space who stole basically a prison transport and drove to Earth. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm hungry. Let's get lunch. So they broke out. They ate the prison. They got the fastest ship that they said could cross, the, could go around the whole universe ten times. Yeah, and they had tons of fuel, so fuel was no concern for them. No, they actually said that. Yeah, I I know, that's how I know it. (laughs) It's like, mmm, where's some lunch? Ooh, Earth. Yeah, and they end up on a farm, the Browns Farm in Grover's Bend, Kansas. Yep. Was it Chewbacca or Chewy? Chewy was the cat. Yeah, Chewy, yeah. There was something about Chewbacca. Yeah, Chewy the cat. What do you, what about Chewy the cat? It is brown. Well, no, it's kind think, of like black. No, it's like gray with black. <laughs> it's like it looks like our cat basically. Yeah, but except smaller. And goes outside too. Yeah, unlike our cat. True. <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, it's a farm cat. They live on a farm. Yeah. You know? So yeah. They also had chickens before the giant critter ate all of the chickens. Mm-hmm. And then he grew up big and strong. Big and strong, like a man. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Women are strong, too, Alistair. I know. Maybe there was another one that was left at home. Well, that, I mean, that one did, uh, and the end of the movie, what did they find out was, or what did we find out was in the chicken coop? Eggs. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was a female critter. And one of them did say... I'm hungry. The eggs. Oh, yeah, and the alternate ending, though. Yeah, that was the alternate. Yeah, because there's two endings. There's an alternate ending on the Blu-ray, and the alternate ending, the egg talks. Yeah, yeah it has the egg and says, I'm hungry. I wish they had, I'm hungry. <laughs> and why would it have that music? It would. I just like that sound. Well, what's <laughs> that? Like, what's that song from? Gremlins. Uh huh. They're basically critters. They're not fuzzy. Well, reverse that, and you've got more accurately the reason this movie was made. Oh. So you touched on something interesting here because Gremlins came out, made a whole bunch of money, was hugely popular, and after Gremlins came out, a bunch of other movies were made about funny little creatures. You know, they'd be kind of spooky, but also kind of funny. Like critters. Like critters. What other monsters, other little monsters that are cute, but scary and funny at the same time? Um. One of them is like a fish man. We both have t-shirts of them. They come out of toilets. 
Oh, I forgot what their name is. Yes, I know that, but I forgot what the name Ghoulies? is. Ghoulies? Ghoulies, yeah. Come on, man. I Stick forgot away the, with me. I forgot the name. You have, we both have Ghoulies shirts. I have I a Ghoulies pin. We've watched Ghoulies 1 and 2, what, two or three times together? Yeah, I think we've watched Ghoulies 2 more times. Uh, no, we've watched them both the same amount of times together. Yeah, I think we've watched them, like, two times each. Yeah, it's just that I think two sticks out in your memory more, because we have more fun with two. Yeah. Which is maybe an unpopular opinion, I don't know. But number two is a hoot, man. We'll review those later. Let's not review them here. Because... (laughs) We can do episodes on that. You might have not seen Ghoulies yet, so we're not going to spoil it. Yeah, go watch Ghoulies, and eventually we'll get to Ghoulies. Yep. So, let's get into the start of the movie. You want to tell the whole story? We've been reviewing it, actually doing a review of the movie for about a half hour, and now you just want to tell the story? Well, what's the basic story? I mean, the basic story. The basic story. And some of the highlights, though. Like, what are the things you really want to talk about? I really want to talk about, um... One of the things is our main character does make, like, dynamite. It's not dynamite, like, fireworks, basically. Yeah, but he makes one that's so big, it's practically a stick of TNT. Yeah. So, at the end of the movie, he does actually throw that into the ship. It blows the whole ship up. And the big critter is, like, when the medium is, like, uh-oh. Yeah, he actually says... Oh. It actually says, uh-oh, and it doesn't have to be subtitled. Yeah. Because, yeah, they, like, grunt, basically, and uh-oh is... Otherwise, they sound like... <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, and what you know what's weird, though, Al? What? Didn't you think he was maybe going to use the slingshot at the end of the movie? Yeah. They spent all this time building up the slingshot in the beginning of the movie, like... He gets his slingshot taken away by his dad. It's the whole reason he's, you know, uh, grounded and put in his bedroom or whatever. And it seems like that's something that they would plant to pay off later. I would. But it doesn't. I would think they would, like, slingshot some of the dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what you think's going to happen. At some point, he's going to use the slingshot to directly launch one of the little either firecrackers or the big dynamite or whatever uh dynamite looking firecracker into the alien ship or something yeah they but he do. doesn't he never gets it back well they throw a, one of the firecrackers at the critter the critter eats it and he's like and, and smoke comes out of his mouth and then he turns gray and falls over and dies yeah <laughs> it is yeah, that's the one that killed uh, Billy Zane, I think, or one, or maybe. Hmm. Did the sister kill the one that ate Billy Zane? Um, I don't remember. Either way, it's the no. one trying to kill the sister, and yeah, it eats one of the firecrackers. And Al, Al thought that was hysterical. <laughs> yeah, he like goes and he falls over. It is the funniest part of the movie, like literally the funny. Literally, part. yeah. Man, there's not much to the story. The critters land on Earth. They start attacking the Browns. The uh, bounty hunters, they're they're apparently known for being, one, really good at their job, and two, causing a ton of destruction. And they destroy, like, a bunch of Grover's Bend. 
Yes. They destroy part of a church. Well, many parts of a church. And then they destroy the bowling alley. They do. This is one of the funniest parts. On the TV, there is somebody shooting. It's like a Western. Yeah, so they shoot the TV. (laughs) Because they think the TV is trying to shoot them. So they shoot the TV and it blows up. Well, they didn't really pay attention to the cultural lesson that they were given about Earth. And they fast forwarded through it instead. Did you catch that? They start listening to the culture lesson, and then they fast forward because they really don't care, and then they show up and blow everything up? No, I don't remember that. Next time, watch for it. They totally do. They just fast forward through all of the stuff they're supposed to learn about Earth. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I remember. They just skip through all that. But eventually, they get to the Browns' house, help the Browns fight the critters, and that's kind of it. You know, it's a really simple movie. They do have, like, glasses, and just, they're looking for a face, basically. And, um, oh, when them, they're on the ship trying yeah. to uh, blend in on Earth by choosing human faces. Yeah, and they just skip through all the stuff they need to learn. Until they find that um, Johnny Steele music video, yeah. Power of the Night. Power of the Night! <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it goes. <laughs> I just made that up. Power of the night. <laughs> and then the first one becomes him. Yeah, he take he becomes basically a rock star. He takes on the face of the rock star. Yeah. But the other one like ends up changing faces later a few times. It says he says transform Johnny the Johnny Steele yeah. one. He says transform the other and says nothing likes me. Johnny Steele says find something. Yeah, that that's exactly what happened. But I like that line. I like the line, nothing likes me. And he <laughs> talks know. strangely, too. He nothing, says, he says, nothing likes me. His dialogue in, in a very strange way, words and language are kind of switched around for him. He doesn't talk much, that one. Or it doesn't talk much. But it. Like, when it does yeah. talk, it says things very strangely. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's the whole story of the movie. They fight bye the bye, we're it's done. Very, it's very simple. And it's not like it's a poor knockoff of Gremlins or something like that. Actually, the script was written before Gremlins came out. So it's it no doubt got released because Gremlins was a success. But like the script already existed. Yeah, you would think it would be a knockoff, but it's actually not because the script was written before Gremlins came out. Yeah, so it's its own thing. And it's, you know, aliens from outer space. Gremlins are very different from the critters, except that there is that thing about them being small, sort of creepy looking aliens that are also funny. You know, like when the critters swear or they're tearing apart Brad's bedroom or whatever. They just destroy his bed. Yeah. And the cat Chewie is still in there. And at the end of the movie, she does get... When the house actually rebuilds itself. Yeah, that's a really silly part of the movie. Yeah. The house gets blown up by the critters, and then the uh, bounty hunters, what do they give Brad? Um, Their phone, basically. Yeah, it's like their a little phone. space cell phone. Yeah, it's a space phone. Yeah, space cell. Yeah, and it glows up, and he pushes the bottom button, and the house rebuilds itself. The cat gets into the house rebuilding and it gets in the mailbox. Yeah, it's it's really silly the house rebuilding. I don't I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know that I've ever really liked it. Does that feel right to you? Does that feel normal? 
What? The house rebuilding. Do you like that part? Yeah, I do. Okay. I mean, I'm sure I liked it when I was a kid, but as an adult, it just feels too convenient. Like, I don't really understand. I guess it's because I don't understand the science of it. The <laughs> critters are easy enough to understand. They eat, they get bigger, they lay eggs, right? The other aliens are easy enough to understand. They see a face that they like and they transform into it, right? That makes sense to me. But the house rebuilding, I just kind of don't understand that. Dad, so. it's it's space technology. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. My criticism is unwarranted. You're right. Uh, but the alternate ending has the house not being rebuilt. And instead, the critter eggs are in the middle of, like, the busted up house. And one of them, of course, says, I'm hungry. I think that would be a good ending for <laughs> yeah if they just totally stole the gremlins music absolutely yeah. no it has its own theme which is really kind of a rockin tune i forgot how when <laughs> yeah pretty close no that's take on me yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be funny i'm actually not doing this on purpose the Gremlins one was on purpose, just um, the take on me, I was uh, trying to make... Um, <laughs> you were trying to get it right. All well, that was coming to, to mind was, aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was trying to um, do a rock and roll Gremlins song. <laughs> oh, is that... Maybe you've uncovered something, man. Maybe Gremlins is just a spooky take on me. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Some, somebody compare that. Put together a, a video... And uh, give us credit. It's probably not true in any way, but no. somebody investigate. Investigate the music. I mean, we, we don't have time. We got other episodes to record. <laughs> yeah. So, let's... Critters. Let's go to Beastly Best. So, what do you think is the coolest monster moment in 1986's um, Critters? They have weapons. For what? Edward. Oh. <laughs> so it's the, you think it's when the critter sa- gets shot and then the other one says the F word. Yeah. Okay. I, I should have predicted that. Yeah. You should have. I, I definitely should have. I don't know. I'm going to say, just because it's something that we've talked about a lot on the show, that I love every time it's clear somebody off camera rolls one of the critter balls. Yeah, and one of them rolls into the fence. Yeah, it does like a a curveball kind of a thing. It hits the fence and like, shoots the other way. Yeah, I like that stuff. Yeah. Also, the transformation of the one bounty hunter into Johnny Steel is really awesome. I love that effect. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Do you like the giant guns they have? Oh, yeah, their guns are rad. (laughs) The, like, barrel grows longer. You know, the that piece goes, and it extends, and then it, like, blasts basically like an explosion. It doesn't seem to shoot anything out, except it just makes everything in front of it blow up. Yeah. I like those. Does the giant critter die? Well, yeah, it was on the spaceship at the end. Yeah, right. So, I mean, absolutely. It's a spaceship. Kaboom! Boom! Boom! Do you know what time it is? Yeah. What time is it? To get... Indeed. (laughs) What's the spookiest moment in this movie for you, Alistair? We talked about it already, but let's just reiterate. Um, 
when the bull gets eaten. Okay, so the the eaten bull, I again think it's probably when the one critter creeps up into the window when um, D. Wallace Stone, who also, as you may know, played the mom in E.T., so that's, you know, her bread and butter. Also, Cujo, awesome horror movie, uh, sci-fi movie mom. She's doing the dishes, and then the one critter, like, rises up and peeks in, and it's got the glowing eyes. Again, I think that's really spooky. At least for me as a kid, that spooked me out. I think for me as a kid, since I'm a kid, (laughs) (laughs) that is pretty funny for me. Yeah, well, I mean, it's clearly now, especially in HD when you're watching it on Blu-ray, it's clearly just a puppet being raised up, like, slowly into the window. You can see that better. On VHS, all I remember seeing on VHS or television, if I watched it on TV, was just the glowing red eyes in darkness, you know, peeking up in. That was all you could see. Nowadays, it's much clearer when it's a puppet. Yeah, it's much clearer. And the giant critter feet, like the... Giant critter has to be like a couple people in a suit. No, I think it's one person in a suit, actually. Mm. But it is a big suit. Yeah, that is a pretty fat suit. Like Mario. Oh, it's a Mario fat suit? (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. The giant critter is as fat as Mario. (laughs) So, funny bones? Funny bones. Funniest moment? Again, we've probably talked about it. To reiterate, what's the funniest moment? When the critter peeks up, and uh, there's two, um, when the critter falls over. Yeah, when the critter falls over. What about when Mm. the one jumps in the toilet? I know, that is pretty funny. It gets lit on fire, and then it jumps in the toilet. What (laughs) happens to him later? Or it later? Um, the Johnny Steele blows the toilet up. Yeah, and there's just like a chunk of its like jaw. It's nasty. (laughs) Yeah, they are pretty nasty when they die. But when the critter one, when he gets blown up, he goes, poof! Yeah. Just blast down the stairs. <laughs> that is pretty funny. All right, man. Does that wrap it up? Uh, yeah. Critters in the bag. Our most requested episode. Hopefully, it lived up to your expectations, every one of you who requested it. Um, your Uncle Kyle, for example. Uh, Chris Bieberstein, I believe, also. Uh, requested it so hopefully everybody that uh, does it some justice we loved critters here and again we'll tackle critters too in the future maybe sooner rather than later so there you have it um you can become a patron of our show and help us out uh, or help alistair out financially with his future college endeavors by heading over to patreon.com slash word salad We have a lot of exclusive content there. Our patrons can also request episodes. You know, let us know whatever you want to hear if you are a patron. And then we also have a bunch of Patreon exclusives there, including a new one, an episode of High Five in which Alistair and I, along with Joe from Quote Unquote Guilty, count down our top movies of 2018. So there you have it patreon.com slash word salad and again the money we pulled in goes towards alistair's college fund and we give you exclusive content for being awesome and helping us out every little bit helps yeah yeah absolutely oh and really quickly while i'm thinking about it here i was recently on an episode of dave's pop culture podcast with phantom dark dave you should give a listen to his show but in particular if you want to hear us shoot the breeze about horror movies and whatnot I will throw a link to that in the show notes, so check that out. 
Dave's Pop Culture Podcast. So then, social media. Alistair, where are we on Twitter? Uh, I don't remember. Cadaver underscore cast. I got close last time. You, yeah, last time. On Facebook. We are at the Critters and Creeps Club. Yeah, head over to Facebook and find the group Cadavercast Critters and Creeps Club and join the club. And if you want to send us an email about anything at any time, you can hit us up at cadavercast at gmail.com. And that is cadavercast one word there. Boy, with that... We thank you for listening, and Alistair, why don't you sign us out, man? You've been listening to another episode of CadaverCast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. We love ya. Bye. Uh, yeah, pretty close. No, that's Take On Me. Yes! <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.